Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Burning Questions podcast here on Fancy Football Scout, the show where we hope to answer all of the hot topic questions in the land of FPL. And there are a lot going around at the moment. So hopefully lots of those will be covered during today's stream. Thank you all very much for joining. Those of you who are in already. It has been probably, I would say it's probably been the biggest roller coaster of a double. I know we've had things like the Dennis red card, but I look at this one and think, God, this has just gone all types of crazy this week. Andy, nice to have you back. How are we doing? Great to see you, my friend. Uh, it's really nice to be back. I think uh, we took a one-week hiatus and uh, once again, potting from a different location, different country, but uh, good to see you, my friend. And yes, you're right. What a disappointing double game week it has been. One where we expected to make a lot of gains, but it hasn't worked out. But we continue to play. We're approaching sort of really the latter part of the season very soon. So I guess there's still some fun to be had, to say the least. Yeah, lots of fun. I think it's summarized, right? So going into this week, I had the choice of two combinations of players. Jota and Darwin versus De Bruyne and Adebayo, right? So just to summarize (laughs) this, between the four of them, I've had three starts out of eight in the double. All four of them are now potentially injured. They have played a total of 179 minutes out of a possible 720 minutes in the double for those four players. That just summarizes this week, right? You are not alone if you're looking at your team with wishing you had wishing you had more points than, than maybe you do at the moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we, we were chatting about 30 minutes prior to the start of the stream and basically, guys, just both of us complaining about our players <laughs> and 
the one the one that hurts the most uh is is not Jota is not Darwin because everybody got screwed there it was Ake not starting and that six-pointer clean sheet not even coming off the bench Harry and I know for sure Van Dyke is going to have a 12-pointer today for sure so Walker owners Honestly, the, the, don't even mention that name. Do the, not the, even the go there. The roller coaster that Walker <laughs> owners have been on. He got benched twice, then started both in the double, and got a dodgy assist last game in the in the Brentford game at the, at the Chelsea game at the weekend. Crazy, crazy, crazy yeah, for Walker yeah. owners. I'm quite glad because I didn't uh, I didn't go to Ake. I rolled my transfer this week, so we've got scores up on so far. So I'm on 92. I should have four left to play, but I have Jota and I have Darwin, who we, well, Jota has been ruled out and Darwin, we believe, is not travelling and not going to play. So that leaves double Luton defence to uh, go up against a Liverpool, <laughs> double Luton defence against a Liverpool team without Trent, without Salah, potentially, without Darwin, without Jota. What could possibly go wrong? Set up, set up nicely. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I have been... Uh been have the privilege to bond with pros as well as yourself harry and uh i think you guys are sort of different managers but both very very good managers and both planners to my in my eyes and the minus eight for double luton out of nowhere for you i i did not expect that but <laughs> so i i was teasing harry about it so i want you to enlighten the viewers of why this is going to work out and how oh, you're on no. a net positive of one point because he needs to defend his loot and picks but i just i just found it to be hilarious that you went for that for a minus eight but yeah, yeah. talk to me about well, why you're expecting the good to come out well to be fair like the doughty pick i needed the money so i downgraded poro to doughty to afford jota and darwin which seemed like a sensible thing to do at the time and i needed a defender about 4.8 or below so I couldn't go to any of the City options. I could have gone to Cavadio, but he was injured. So it basically only left Doughty because he had Sheffield United at home, double and double in 28 and might play in 29, but we'll talk about 29. So I still don't like, don't dislike that transfer because of what it allowed me to do with others. The Kaminsky in for uh, Dubravka was a straight swap and that was a hit, but... <laughs> They matched each other last week. Okay, I probably expected more from Kaminsky. Kaminsky's already on four. Dubravka got three. And he's got another game. So let's say he only scores two points tonight. That pays off three of the four-point hit that I needed. And then he doubles in game week 28, right? So it's... (laughs) You wait. By game week 28, I'm fully expecting to be like one point up on the decision and taking it as a massive victory with my transfers. No comment. We'll leave it at there. Um... There's always the option to bring them in in 28 when the time comes, but yeah, um, you know I respected you for that hustle back back two game yeah. or two, one or two game weeks ago. Yeah, how are you feeling about your team? You did you have you got one transfer next week? Yeah, so I think uh, I mean we're complaining, but at the same time, I've been making a rank rise, like slow and steady mm-hmm. progress. I think the points are getting tighter for sure, um, but I still think that like. Maybe it's not getting tighter. Maybe it's just so much more competitive mm. this season that, hey, you're on a green arrow by four or six points is like a 20K rise, you know? So, yeah. So I think, I think I'm think i in a good position. I'm, I'm, 
I really want to get the top 10K this season. And I don't know how other managers feel about rank is just a number. And maybe we we also say that here and there, Harry. But um, I've always just start the season with the goal of getting top 10K and who knows, even higher at some point in time. But uh, yeah. I feel like we're there. I think both you and I are very, very close to it. So I hope the Burning Question boys finish top 10K both this season. But Let's hope. Yeah, I about- feel good about my team. Mm. Yeah, I'm about 18 points outside it now, um, which is, yeah, you know, yeah. definitely doable, you know. Yeah, but 50... if you put it like that, like, if you put it in, like, that perspective of how many points we are from top 10K, it feels like a lot, you know, really? like 20, 20 points from top 10K feels like, like a lot, even though if you spread it over the next 10 game weeks, that's like two points each game week. With doubles, I understand and, that. doubles and blanks, like that two points a game week, that's an appearance points yeah. in a double. No, I I know I'm saying I'm saying it's definitely doable. Yeah, it's just yeah. the perspective messes with me when when you put it that way. Yeah, but if you were 21, 20 points behind a mini league rival, you could would definitely say you could you could turn over a fifty point deficit between now and the end. That of the is season. true. Easy, easy. So, all right, fine. I'll take back what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we are going to start by talking about chip strategies. So for anyone who's, or oh, where's the graphic gone? Let me put it back up. There we go. We, yeah, are going to talk about chip strategies. For anyone who hasn't seen, there has been more chip strategy talk this week than I think I have seen, well, all season, definitely. But it just feels like it's absolutely blown up this week. So basically... the Harry, right before you go there, um, I just want to do a quick shout out um, because we have some really cool viewers from around the world. Matthew from Atlanta, good to see you, my friend. We have Nigel from the Philippines, other side of the world. Jorit from Canada. So it's really cool to see all these, yeah. um, you know, global FPL players uh, tuning in at this time. So appreciate it, guys. Um, thank it's you probably, for joining us today. Mm. I don't know what time it is in Atlanta or Canada. Probably quite early. I think it's so, like 7 or 8 a.m. Yeah. Cool. So, nice. yeah. Effectively, what's happened with chip strategy this week is most people were looking at strategy two on screen, which was the wild dead end into 29, wild card soon after, and then bench boost and free hit in 34 and 37. But what's happened effectively is strategy one, the game week 29 free hit, has become much more spoken about and much more popular Credit to you? <laughs> no, not credit to me. Um, but it's something that has been mentioned over the past few weeks. And then this week, particularly, it has started to gain momentum because of a couple of things that have happened, because people realize they want to start targeting some teams that don't particularly, or well, aren't guaranteed to play in game week 29 at the moment. So people don't want to have to wait to just make transfers for 29 and miss out on all the points between, between now and then. So, yeah. Yeah. Go on. So I think, uh, look, okay. There's an infinite amount of chip strategies. If you really think about it, but, uh, let's just break it down into three main ones, which would be a free hit 29. Yep. And a later wild card. It could be non-free hit 29 and a wild card between, let's say, 30 to 32, 33. Yep. And like last year, if there are some upsets 
before round game uh game week twenty seven, yeah. then potentially we will see some wild cards flying in 27. game week twenty seven, twenty eight. So yeah. those would be the three wild card windows we're talking about. 27, 28, right. 30 to 32, or if you free hit on 29, it would be like a 35 wild card. Yes. Am correct. I correct here? Correct. Okay. Okay. So I think we should begin with the free hit 29 because mm -hmm. you have talked me into this. And again, I credit where credit is due because I really respect you, Harry, as a FPL planner. And I mean that. And uh, you make some very, very good points about this, um, and I will supplement my thoughts with this. So mm -hmm. why don't you take it away? I think a good chart to show would be that fixture ticker where we eliminated 29 and 34, um, unless you have something else, and then we no. can go from there. No, so, yeah, cool. So this would be talking now about the Game Week 29 free hit. Mm -hmm. And the reason the reason it's become popular is because people are realizing, as I said, there are teams you want to buy into now that don't play in 29 and people don't want to wait until 30, 31, until their wildcard to start buying into them. The other thing that is building into this strategy and this narrative that Game Week 29 free hit and a later wildcard is possible is the predictions of what's going to happen in the FA Cup. The predictions of what's going to happen in the FA Cup of the top teams continuing to go through means the game week 34 double is likely to be uninspiring, to say the least. Mm -hmm. the, the four teams predicted at the moment using um, FPL.team and Planet FPL's projections, which are very useful, are Arsenal, which majority of us will already own two of oh, anyway. Yep. Yep. Everton, Crystal Palace and Sheffield United. So if you're... Yep. If it falls like that, now FA Cup upsets in both this week and then the round in game week 29 could change what that looks like. But if all the top teams continue to go through, they cannot double in game week 20, in game week 34. And the reason for that is that round of the FA Cup is in game week 34 at the weekend. So they can't double in game week 34. So mm -hmm. if the top teams are not going to double in game week 34, are we really free hitting? to add maybe one Arsenal, a couple of Everton and a couple of Palace. Like, is that really worth playing the free hit for over the additional benefit that you get if you just play it in game with 29 and just forget about the blank and I don't have to worry about are Bowen and Kudu's going to find form again? Are Aston Villa defensively going to be okay without Kamara and Konza? Do I really want to be buying Douglas Louise? Like these sort of things are what I'm having to decide on if I'm not going to play my free hit in game week 29. Now, I feel like I'm speaking at it in a point where I'm trying to convince, but we will right. do the pros and cons of the other ones because there are pros and cons of the other strategies as well. Okay. Does that make sense for free hit 29? Yes, but... Um... Okay, yeah. Let, yeah. let us also so as, take... As uh -huh. Go ahead. Sokan says... You can't plan for Liverpool City being drawn against each other. This is true, right? Liverpool, let's say Liverpool get drawn against City or Chelsea. Suddenly, those teams may end up doubling in 34 because one of them will get knocked out before game week 34. So yeah. this is this is the issue with it, is that suddenly 34 might look a little bit different 
if lots of the top teams get, you know, drawn against each other. Yeah. But yeah. we will know oh, that. Drawing. Okay. Mm-hmm. We will know that before game week 27, who they're drawn yeah. against to play against in game week 29. So we will know that in a week's time or a week and two days time, we will know that for sure. Who's playing who? Okay. One question to you is that if we, for those that want to free hit in 29, you're hoping that, let's say there are not too many upsets for before game yep. 27. You're hoping that in game 29, the draw falls better to the stronger team so the yep. stronger teams don't get eliminated for 34, correct? Correct. But okay. but even like, so let's say, let's say a scenario. Even then? Mm-hmm. Let's say a scenario that there were upsets this week and I've planned to free hit 29. And let's say there's lots of upsets this week. I might actually end up as a free hit 29er being in a better position because what that will mean is I don't, Mm. I've used my transfers this week to buy players I actually want, like Wolves. And then suddenly I'm, you know, given a gift in game week 29 that Arsenal Chelsea is on and I suddenly have four extra players in that game. And suddenly I've gone from free hitting 29 and buying players this week that I actually want to not free hitting 29 because I've suddenly got extra p- players. It's done the thing again. Why does it do this? <laughs> <laughs> right, keep talking. It's Let fine. Me un- it's Let fine. Me keep ta- talking. Let me unplug it and talk- plug it back in. So I'll suddenly go from, you know, being in a position where I actually could save my free hit in 29 if there's lots of upsets and yep. I've still bought players that I want this week. Yeah. Okay. Good, 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 good. So let's uh, sprinkle a little more why free hit 29 is appealing pros yeah. to this conversation. I hope you're still there. I, I'm, I am, um, I'm back on the, yeah. on the screen. There we go. So I think you make a very good fun foundation argument about how maybe potentially we don't have to worry so much about free hitters in 34 um, on at least right now, right? So that's like the first argument you're making yeah. here. Let's, if you look at this fixture ticker, we're taking out 26 and we're taking out 29 and it's all the way up to 33. So yeah. before 34. And you look here, you got, uh, by the way, Bournemouth might get a game in 29. So that's a game changer too, right? You've got 27 Bournemouth having Burnley, Sheffield, a, a double game week in 28. And then their fixtures are great from 30 to 31, 32, 33. So anyways, if you bring in Solanke plus maybe one more Bournemouth player in 28 for the double, you could also just not worry about them, right? 30 plus. You have Chelsea right below where, okay, solid fixture versus Frenford, great fixture versus Newcastle in 28. So you just keep Palmer, right? And then 30, 31, 32, Chelsea great, right? Newcastle, uh, let, let's skip that part. <laughs> Tottenham, another interesting one. If we bring in Sun, game week 27, they've got Luton, West Ham, Nottingham Forest, Newcastle, 30 to 33. Boom. But Great. The, only, the only thing on Spurs, right, is they're guaranteed to play in in 29, but they blanked this week. So Spurs are, oh, okay. Spurs are different because Spurs okay. are one that okay. if you're not free-hitting... You, you could still pi- get. You'll yeah. pile in on probably more than. Okay. Okay. Those. That is true. Why is it missing? Uh... Oh, okay. Okay. Because I just took out 29. Sorry. I got confused there. Yeah. Good point. 
Arsenal blanking for now, but regardless, I think both non-freeaters and freeaters will be having plenty of Arsenal. Yeah. Liverpool's a tough one, right? Because I don't I still don't think we will bring in bring them in for 27-28, you know, because they're blanking this game week, but still we need them by 30 and Salah becomes tough to bring in without a wall card or you know, plan in place. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess just a few points here about you ideally do not want to wildcard, as as you've mentioned to me in the past, uh, Harry, wildcard around a free hit, right? Because you're free hitting in order to not wildcard around the free hit. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it kind of makes sense, right? To yeah. That the players we bring in now will also be beneficial after the free hit in 29 for 30 to 33. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I suppose the next, the next question is, is, so the, the the difference is, and if you're if you're free hitting in twenty nine or not, it changes the the pool of players that you're likely to buy this week, right? We'll talk about midfielders a lot during this pod in a moment. But for example, if you're looking for a Diego Jota replacement, it will likely change who you buy if you're going to free hit in game week twenty nine or you're not going to free hit in game week twenty nine. Because I also gonna, I, I uh-huh, go ahead. If sorry, you're going to free hit, you have a bigger pool of players. Like I could buy. An Odegaard, I could buy a Huang Hee Chan. But if I'm not going to free hit, I'm probably buying Douglas Louise this week. So it does change. And people will say, oh, just wait until the FA Cup to make your decisions. And I'm like, I can wait to confirm it, but I need to have a idea of what I'm doing this week because yeah. there's no point in me buying Douglas Louise if my idea is to free hit 29. So you, yeah. you can yeah. decide next week but you need an idea this week by the way right like just because you decide to go for a non-douglas louise and go for a, like a huang or a neto this week it's just one difference one player difference between having one player in 29 or not yep. well that's the way I, I i try to wire my brain to think about it granted that one player difference could be an additional minus four or one less yeah. player you'll have in 29, but it's not the end of the world, right? Like it's not life or death of whether you free it in 29, whether you go to Huang or, or Douglas Sulis. We're just trying yeah. to be optimal, right? So I, I just want to put that out there. And someone's asking FPL Boo Boo, please tell us which game week will have all the double gaming 34 informations. This would be after gaming 29, Harry. We imagine it will be. So after gaming 29 is an international break. Mm-hmm. So I imagine by game week 30, we'll know what game week 34 will look like. Because, okay, yeah, game week 30 is when we expect to know what game week 34 looks like. And to be honest, game week 30, we should know basically the rest of the season. Yeah, It might not be officially announced, but the game week 34 stuff should be announced. So we'll have a pretty good guess of the rest of the season. So game yeah. week 27 for game week 29 and then game week 30 for the rest of the season. Yeah. There's another good question. Does uh, FCH, Sean, does free hitting in a double game week equate to more upside? Uh, upside and... My, go ahead. Yes and no. I feel like this right. is another good week uh-huh. of... A free hit and a double is bigger risk, bigger reward, right? 
free hitting in a blank, the risk of it going wrong is minimal yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're adding fixtures, right? You're going from seven players yeah. playing to 11 players playing. That can't really yeah. go wrong. It just might not be as good as free hitting in a double. But free hitting yeah. in a double is risk reward because you might get a week like this where we should have all kept Watkins, kept Solanke, kept Saka, kept Arsenal defence, all with a single game week this week and not free hit it because if you'd have free hit it this week yeah you're, you're probably worse off than if you yeah, hadn't correct. played so the like, chip ex ex exactly so like i think let's take game week 37 for example uh we're going on a tangent here but game week 37 is expected to be to be the big double game week for yeah. the big teams and let's say for example we want we're gonna have three arsenal and yeah. three man city players you know, good luck finding the right ones, right? Just because you have a free hit doesn't mean you're going to hit bullseye, right? I, I think your chances will be higher. Yes. But as you mentioned, um, players that most people own from the template or the wild card might actually do better than the ones you pick in free hit um, anyway. So I do agree. I think the floor is higher for free hitting in a blank, but maybe the ceiling is higher for free yes. hitting in a double. Definitely. Definitely. But as I've said before, and I know it's being said a lot, the benefit to free hitting in a blank, the benefit to free hitting in a double is in that double. And you hope to beat yeah. the non-free hit teams by 30, 40 points. But the benefit to free hitting in a blank is not just the blank. It's yeah. the weeks around the blank, which is why it, yeah. free hit 29, it'll be difficult to measure how successful it is because it'll be my transfer this week. It'll be my transfers in 27... 28 in 30 31 that are different because i've played my free hit that week so it's more measurable in in a in a double i mean let's let's uh let me challenge you here let's actually measure that in terms of let's say the difference this game week if okay this is for free hit 29 the difference this game week would be you confidently bringing in a wolves player versus sheffield versus yep. a douglas louise yeah next game week it wouldn't be so different because I think most people will bring in Sun, right? But I might bring and in Salah. And 28. Okay, there you go. Maybe this, Salah. So it's because it adds uh, up. So like okay. this week, it will be Huang versus Douglas Louise. Next week, right. it will be Huang and Salah versus Douglas Louise and Son. Oh, okay. Compounding. 20, yeah. Mm -hmm. In 28, it will be Huang, Salah, and Sunesi in defense because he has a double versus... Douglas Louise, Son, and Pedro Porro, for example. Like, it just gets more and more the further you go down. Wow, very, very good point. Mm. Okay. So, nice. So, so, so. The reason this is important, and it's the what we want to cover at the start, is we are going to talk mainly about midfielders today. And it, it you have to consider it when you're making a decision. As Andy said... You don't have to say, well, I'm free hitting in 29, so I will buy, or I'm not free hitting in 29, so I have to buy someone who plays that week. You don't have to, mm -hmm. but it has to be part of your thinking. You have to at least yeah. consider the fixture in game with 29. Okay. So, okay. Well, well put. we've got up on screen now, it's just on the left, it's just a list of the most bought mids so far this week, which is crazy that Mo Salah is number one and he doesn't have a fixture this week. Mo Salah has 200,000 transfers in and blanks this week. 
What did you think about that game? How how annoying was that, man? Man, I mean, it's there were so like... many goals for Jota and Darwin. Unbelievable luck, you they know. Would've... And shout out to my guy Late Riser, who triple captain Darwin. You know, like, yeah. man, he would have he would have walked away with smiling this week. Granted, you know, Holland had massive XG, but still, you know, just. Ridiculous, ridiculous luck for for us Darwin and Jota owners. But yeah, what what do you think about that game? Man, if they'd have played ninety and had Luton to come, people would look at this double so differently. We're so unlucky. <laughs> so unlucky. We got yeah. eighty nine minutes combined from Jota yeah. and Darwin out of a possible three hundred and sixty against yeah. Brentford and Luton. Like crazy. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Van Dyke owners. I don't have him, so I'm smiling. But he was on a 12-pointer or 9-pointer or whatever, right? Gets the gets to a 2-pointer and then hits the post in the dying minutes off a bullet header. I'm so, oh, so happy you missed. Oh, so yeah, happy you missed. I was so happy you missed. <laughs> uh, honestly, Such an evil FPL thing, but I wasn't even I watching was the game. I was smiling. And I just saw an update afterwards being like, I can't believe... Van Dyke hit the bar in the last yeah. minute, and I was like, oh, you're kidding. It's crazy what FPL does to you because uh, you're so aware of, like, your competition that for me, it was like, I need Van Dyke to do bad for Van Dyke owners to suffer and Liverpool defense owners to suffer. Honestly. Imagine what it was like for me. I triple captained Haaland against my own team. Yeah. <laughs> Going into the game, I was like, oh, like, yeah. you know, a... A three all with Haaland scoring a hat trick would be all right. And then as soon as we won one nil up, I was like, nah, I want Chelsea to win here and I want us to win badly. Uh, I completely forgot about my FPL team as soon as that game kicked off. But uh, it was the worst case scenario. <laughs> we dropped points. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, for his 280% EO, like Holland, hmm. are we overreacting here? Like, or is it is it that that little bit of comparing against those that might not have gone for him. It, it's more like a self-correct, like decision in my mind thing. My mm-hmm. my rank hardly changed when he scored last night. Honestly, it was crazy. I checked my rank after the game and thought, I sure I was at that rank before the game started, and I owned Holland and Foden. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't massively impact rank, and when other people play their triple captain on probably Solanke, it probably won't impact our ranks. It, it won't knock us yeah, down. Because yeah. I don't think Solanke will pass 200 in the next double. He might just be mm-hmm. at 200 or just above. It's more a, a more like a like a pride thing to know that you've played your triple captain yeah, and he scored yeah, points correctly. than actually being... Yeah. It might impact mini leagues, like if your rival didn't triple yeah. captain him. But from a rank point of view, it doesn't massively matter. It was so high. Yeah, I agree. So going back to mids on the right, we've got sort of the top spoken about mids this week, ranked by XGI per 90. And so we're just going to go through and discuss some of these. The first one is the top of the list remains Cole Palmer. Majority of us still own him, but some people did sell him. And just looking at those Chelsea fixtures, if you're free hitting in game week 29, Getting Cole Palmer back should be a priority. I saw a stat the other day that since he mm-hmm. got into the Chelsea starting team, he's the highest scorer in FPL. 
Yeah. Here's my issue with this, right? It's like, when do you bring him in? And yeah, not this week. This week, right? This week he blanks. Next week he has Brentford, but we also have some book transfers, right? I.e., Son or Salah. Yeah. Twenty-eight Bournemouth. So it's not easy. There's 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 no timing to bring him in until potentially game week thirty. So I don't think uh, if you don't have him. I think it's a bet worth taking against him, if you know what I mean. But if you are, like there's him, more gains to be had elsewhere for now. I yeah, feel true. But if you own him, it's a big yeah. thing not to sell him this week. Don't have Correct. Palmer as your make way to get a full eleven out this week. Keep Palmer. I'd rather play with ten than sell Palmer this yeah. week. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Like, what's great about being a Palmer owner is that. There is still a confidence that in any game he can get a 10-pointer, like in any game. And he's proven that. He's on penalties. You know, he's still the talisman for a dysfunctional Chelsea, I'm sorry to say. Still good. Still good asset, I feel. <laughs> Why are you? Wait, you wait. You wait for us to win the cup final at the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, billion dollars spent to win a cup final. Congratulations. Hey, hey, Spurs would love to pay that much to win a trophy. Uh, right, but I'm, uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> right, the next up, let's, should we do Aston, Aston Villa on here? So Leon Bailey mm. versus Douglas Louise is a really interesting debate. It's kind of like, what type of FPL manager are you? Bailey does feel very nailed now. He started, I think, 10 of the last 12 and he's only missed a couple because they had he had a knock and his data is really good when he gets yeah. game time his data is really really strong but yeah. Douglas Louise gives you penalties he gives you corners he gives you free kicks and what's quite interesting i think it's worth highlighting is that Douglas Louise didn't play deeper because Kamara was injured there was so much last week oh i'm worried about Douglas Louise now because Kamara's injured and Doug Stuiz will play that role. It was actually John McGinn who played that role at the weekend. So I, I yeah, still yeah. like Doug Stuiz. And although Doug Stuiz is massively lower on this table, it's 0.57 versus 0.44. The difference is actually less than the table makes it look. You think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think FPL Villain on Twitter, shout out to FPL Villain, is pretty good uh indicator of like villa assets in fpl right and yeah. i was I, you know i came across one of his like replies on on twitter where he was really shouting out bailey over douglas louis so if that's anything to go by i thought it was interesting what's his minute situation is he like guaranteed starter and and playing at least 60 70 plus or is he it has a little been. iffy he has okay. been however I do want to add something to this. Okay. Is they have Europe starting again. Okay. And it's the knockouts starting again. I think it's after game week 27. Mm -hmm. So between game week 27 and 28, and then between game week 28 and 29, Aston Villa play midweek in Europe. Yeah. We saw it earlier on in the season with Douglas, with uh, Luca Dean and Alex Moreno. We saw it with Bailey and Diaby again. It just feels like a massive concern to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't feel great about his minutes. That's that's the first thing I'll say about Bailey. 
let's go to Douglas Louise. Like, let me ask you something, Harry. <laughs> is he a good FPL pick? Yeah. Like, do you honestly believe he's in a good FPL pick? Is he an exciting FPL pick? No. Do I want to watch no. Aston Villa uh-huh. play with him in my team? No. Am I happy to check the score at the end of the game with Douglas Louise in my team? Yes. Huh. He said pieces, minutes. Yeah, minutes. Mm. He played. Aston so the Villa other, can. The mm. other day when they played Sheffield United or whoever they were, they, and they won 6 0, he played okay. 45 minutes of that game, got one assist in a 6 0 win, and still got a bonus point. Okay. So you think he's like sort of, we're sleeping on him? I don't necessarily think we're sleeping on him, but just with Europe, I would just pick Douglas Louise. I w- if I buy one this week, I- there's no chance I buy Leon Bailey. Yeah, yeah. But I get the, exci- I- the exciting. If you yeah. want to watch it, you want to watch Bailey. You don't want to watch Douglas Louise. Exciting yeah. like Doughty. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. Oh. I love it, guys. Keep, keep... Uh... Let's keep bugging Harry rest of the season about his minus eight Luton picks because you wait absolutely ridiculous. You're going to get bored of me talking uh, about them when that Liverpool uh, front three of Diaz, Gakpo, and Harvey Elliott failed to score tonight. (laughs) But uh, all right, back to the point. Is uh, I uh, I'm I'm going to fence it here. I feel very indifferent about both picks. I like that having a pick from Aston Villa because Aston Villa can go crazy and go five goals in one game. But both just don't fill me with great excitement. That, that's that's the way I'd mm-hmm. like to put it. But the fixtures are good. Uh, if you're thinking about not free hitting in 29 and Aston Villa is probably the answer to go for. So if I had to pick between the two, I would still go for the safer pick in Douglas Luiz personally. Colm is saying, so Pau Torres and Douglas Luiz over Moreno and Bailey. I mean, it's boring, but I spoke about yeah. it in my, my YouTube video this morning. Nice that, plug. Yeah, plug. Uh, that I would, like, I would buy Pau Torres over Moreno. I think Moreno will start this weekend. Yep. But I have no idea what happens in game week 29 after the European fixture. Yeah. Yeah. Between the two, I think Pau is the answer, right? But just like you watch the Villa games, and if you, if, <laughs> if, if Dean or Moreno yeah. were starting, yeah, they're, they're so, so much better. Up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, closer think... than the midfielder. Uh, the midfielder, I would just buy Louise. They played a paid a lot of money for Leon ba- for Diaby. If anybody ever goes to for Dean, just because you just threw that name out there, yeah, I would like that. to apologize on behalf of uh, Burning Questions. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Next up, Wolves. So, okay. of course, Aston Villa are the team that you'd want to buy. Before we go to Wolves, do you have any interest if you needed a fixture in game week 29 to buy West Ham? So, uh, they're just so bad, man. They're just... Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, West Ham fans, but they just don't fill me with any confidence, you know? Yeah. But is, is, I guess, is, Bo, is Bowen ticking along? Like, no. is, is he... I haven't been keeping tabs. Is, they, is they've ha- been awful. They've they've scored like okay. three goals okay. this whole calendar year, but Paqueta mm-hmm. is now meant to be back. So, yeah, I would I would buy Villa before I buy Bowen or Kudus though. Yeah, 
I 27, these, uh-huh. Sorry, Go I ahead. put these tables together and I noticed how bad Kudus's data is. His data really? is awful. Like, uh-huh. he is half most of the players on this list. I wonder what his data was like when he was uh, sort of on a tear in that right before AFCON. Yeah, awful. Oh, really? Yeah. So overperforming. Massive overperformer. Okay, okay. Well, that adds more fuel to the fire of mm. not going for West Ham. Yeah. They have good fixtures, though. Let's, you know, let's present the pros, right? 27 mm-hmm. Everton. I, I yeah. guess that's an okay fixture. Fixtures are, yeah, 28 good. Burnley, good mm-hmm. fixture. Newcastle, 30, good fixture. Tottenham, good attacking fixture. Yeah, not bad. Mm. Yeah, cool. But so, it's not the same Bowen that instills the confidence that, that he used to. He you know what I mean? To. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It feels like too much of a gamble. Yeah. Cool. Wolves? Let me put your yes. Wolves graphic up. Let's do it. Let's do it. How exciting. The entire FPL community is talking about the second best player in the Premier League. Yes, he Chan. How exciting. <laughs> so how are you feeling about these two? So I, I think we've had at least two or three episodes this season, Harry, where <laughs> I've been t- I, you know, have been trying to sell Hangi Chan, yeah, you know, because of my patriotism, right? And one of early in the season, one of the things I mentioned was how Neto is maybe the better footballer, but he's the guy that's going to create havoc on the sides, hug the touchline, yeah. uh, hug the sideline, and it is Huang and sort of Cunha, but especially Huang getting getting the. You know the goals, right? So, yeah, man. Let me go on a tangent here. Uh, I'll try to keep it short. So, his nickname is the Korean Bull, right? Not the tallest. <laughs> it's not a lot you do. You got to give me some. You got to give me a moment here. Go right? for it. I'm, like, I'm ready. How for this. often am I going to be able to hype up a player that? There's no doubt I'm going to. You did buy it for him, Son right? for There's about the... the first 16 episodes of this pod. <laughs> <laughs> I, you do have the opportunity for it. All right, all right. I'm just going to go for it. So, a brief background, right? 2018, comes out of nowhere, plays well in the Asian Cup. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always had, like, sort of borderline cockiness, but, you know, which is a rare trait in Asian players, but, you know, it's good to see, right? 2019-20, he gets his first European, like, big, let's say, medium-sized club in Salzburg, where I think people don't realize he played alongside Holland and Minamino that season. Like, that's the season they went pretty far in the Champions League. And he ended with 16 goals, 22 assists, and 40 appearances. So it's not like this guy is just like, you know, didn't get his move to Wolves based off non-merit. Like, there was merit to his move, right? So he, he gets into the Wolves first season under Lage, and... You remember that season? It was Jimenez and Traore up top, and Traore, like ridiculous XG, but couldn't finish. Like Huang started that season with three goals and four appearances and had a pretty decent debut season, but he was like getting injured here and there, right? Last season, people forget that he was injured the entire season, like couldn't find a rhythm, 
pretty much. <laughs> Almost there. Let's fast forward to this season. Guys, listen, listen to this. 10 goals, 8th in the Premier League in 19 games. Only three players in the history of Wolves have scored 10 plus goals in the Premier League. Who is that? Stephen Fletcher, who I don't know who he is, in 2010-2011 season. 18-19-19-20, Raul Jimenez. So the, and Huang is the third player in Wolves history to score 10 plus goals in, in 19 games. So let's think about Raul Jimenez a couple of seasons ago in FPL terms, like that DCL Raul Jimenez level. Like he was a serious FPL contender in our teams, right? Like he's sort of matching, okay, maybe not the longevity, but he's having a season like that, right? So I think we need to think about Huang being a very, very solid player uh, in the Premier League. And why is he so good this season? I think Gary O'Neill is super, super freaking underrated. And it's like a match made in heaven. Like sometimes you need that. Like you need a coach that believes in you and like creates like a good system for you to flourish in. And I feel like that's what's happening. And even with Sariba, Saribia, Neto, Cunha, and Huang, which is four players, Huang is not losing his spot. Even if let's say all four of them were injured, which is a good sign of things, right? And what I mean by, uh, what's his name? Neto hugging the sideline is that Cunha will overload with him on one side and isolate Huang, which is why you, he's getting 10 goals in 19 games. So Cunha's not out yeah. And and this past game was a little bit different, but he, what I will say is this, even against Tottenham, he will at least get one big chance a game, at least. I guarantee you that, right? And the ch big chance is actually a very good chance where he, he could have got a goal against Tottenham as well. And let's look at the team itself versus Tottenham. Let's look at the most recent game. 71% possession for Tottenham. Total shots 15 to 12. So Tottenham had more shots. But shots on target, Wolves had seven. Tottenham had four, even though they had less shots overall. So... The chances are good. It's it's a and remember that rolling chart we did two weeks ago? Like wolves have stepped up in terms of offense as well. So guys, Huang is the answer. <laughs> of course, dude. Like Neto has two goals and eleven assists. Huang has ten goals. What are we what are we talking about here? You know, like and I guarantee Neto's going to outscore Huang in the next three game weeks. But you get the pen taker. You get the guy who's scoring goals. You know, you get the guy. I think, I don't know about pen. Honestly, I don't know. But yeah. Sorry, I'm muted. I don't know why I was on mute. Um, yeah. The pen taker. That's the only thing. That Sorry, one second. Go ahead, go ahead. The only thing <laughs> why I was muted um, is the pen taker. It could be Sarabia. Sarabia has, I think, 17 out of 17. They've yeah. never had a penalty where they've both been on the pitch. Yeah. Oh, uh, by, by the way, so shout out so far. Zoff makes a very good point about their counter-attacking side. But this is where I what I mean by... Uh, Gary O'Neill being flexible 
is that they're a counterattacking side against the strong teams. Like, again, there's a very good example of earlier in I think October or something. It was against Man City, where yeah. they played really really well counterattacking. Tottenham's the same thing, seventy one percent possession. But there are also games like right before the Asian Cup, Huang had his best game against Brentford, and go watch those highlights. That was a balls out like attack vs attack type of situation. So it's you can you should not think about Sheffield United being oh this is not not a Man City type team so Wolves might struggle to break that no because you have Neto creating havoc havoc and you have guys like Aitnori overloading they're just really really attacking right i you know maybe i'm hyping it up too much but i think the combination of Wolves being a good team Huang getting on the on the goals and dude Sheffield United, there could be three, four, five goals for Wolves. Like, if we're not going for this fixture right now, what are we doing here? You know. So, are you know. buying them this week? I'm buying. <laughs> you better be buying him after all of this. Apologies, guys. Apologies. I I really like him, and I would buy Huang over Neto. Um. Yeah, I just would. Even if it's a 50% chance of penalties, he, he was still a good asset before he was taking penalties. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't I, know I why I got mind. so hyped, but I, I'm very excited to own Hall. Good. Is, is, good. Is how I'll put it, yeah. Nice. <laughs> right, back to the list of mids. Where are we? Where are we? I've lost my train of thought. The only There are a couple of others on here. A couple of others to probably mention. The first one is Gross, who's been really good recently. And with Jao Pedro out, continues to remain being on penalties. The Brighton fixtures also remain good for the next few weeks. Everton, Fulham, Forest. But then from like 30 onwards, it is pretty tough. So you, it is a short-term buy, which is why I'd probably go one of the others over, over him. And mm -hmm. we, we talk about cup upsets. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, we got City against Luton and Brighton against Wolves. One of them's going to win. So, yeah. I wouldn't do that, I don't think. We laughed at Newcastle. But Anthony Gordon continues yep. to score points. It's yep. just that he has Newcastle away this uh, Arsenal away this week. I'm so happy I've still got Gordon. I really like him. He continues to be such a good asset for me. So they've got Wolves in 27, Chelsea in 28, and then very, very solid fixtures from 30 to 33. Yeah. What's their stats like right now? Obviously, their defense is not good, but... The they're attack's attacking okay. They're, they're it's okay. creating mm -hmm. chances, yeah. It's just the Arsenal away fixture this week. Means it's yep. a difficult... It's not a buy point, is it? Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, Mikel makes a good point. Gordon is now 100% on pens. Well, only while Isaac right? and Wilson are out. But they're out for a while, no? No, Isaac's back. Oh, he's back already. Okay. Yeah. So Isaac's going to be back this weekend. I mean, they might get injured yeah. again, but we know Gordon's next. We yeah. know Gordon's next. Yeah. 
He and took, you're right. Apparently I, he I, like took the yeah. ball and was like, no one else is taking this. I am having it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I think I really struggled to sell it uh, when I did sell him. So I think he's a very good pick. But I don't think I'd go out of my way to buy him right now. There's some better picks out there. Yeah, the only thing is Gordon's yellows. I think he's on seven. Yeah. Let me check. Um, I've got one more name, but is there anyone else you'd like to? You'd like to talk? He's uh, on eight. See. He's on eight. Wow. So we did uh, Bowen, Lewis, Bailey, Wolves, Garnacho, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garnacho is a really nice pick. Yeah. And they, really look, like they look good at the moment. Mm. Yeah. He's the pick. He's the pick out of them all at United right now. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. over the likes of Rashford and Bruno, you know? Yeah, for sure. A lot of us can't fit Hoyland in up front. And if you want a piece of their attack at the moment. And it allows you... Yeah, like, but... You can I, get Salah I back don't think... if you go Garnacho easily. Because he's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, Hoyland just doesn't even come into the fold for me because there there's there's just two three obvious or three obvious forwards that you shouldn't go elsewhere i mean maybe tony would be the yeah. fourth option yeah doug's louise freddie is on six yellow so that's fine the only so the actual final name who i'm really tempted mm -hmm. by is i think the most expensive player on this list is martin odegaard oh i like it Arsenal I just, like it a lot. Arsenal are just flying. I like at the it moment. a lot. Yeah. I, I let, let me watch... say this to you, right? Go, 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 sorry. I just need to watch the highlights because I've seen Arsenal fans saying that there's a tactical switch over the past few games, which has made Odegaard more involved going forward. And yeah. I just want to watch to make sure that I think that's going to keep going. But if it keeps going, I, I think it's better than the others. Newcastle at home, yep. Sheffield United away, Brentford at home, Chelsea at home, it's City in 30, then Luton, Brighton, Villa, Wolves. The fixtures yep. are, so, are really nice. Also, Havertz had a good game, by the way. So uh, I'm not saying he's a good FPL option, just, it just, just saying that they're, the fact that Havertz is having a good game means, you know, Arsenal playing playing well and... um. If I was to wildcard now or in game week 27, I think I would opt for, I mean, I, I haven't done the exercise, so I don't know who I'm getting losing because it's yeah. it's not, it could be a comp combination of two transfers or two players. But, you know, if all those external factors aside, if I was wildcarding in 27, I think I would lean more towards having two Arsenal attack and one Arsenal defense. Yeah. I we're at that so. point in the season where it's coming together for Arsenal. Mm. Granted, you cannot go wrong with this double up Arsenal defense combo right now. But that's why I like Odegaard as a pick as well. Yeah. And and if I was free hitting this game week, no doubt about it. I have Odegaard plus Saka in my Interesting. team. Interesting. So we did two, we did free hit drafts together before we came on the stream and our teams were pretty different. You were you had yeah. triple Arsenal and I only had one. Maybe it's because I've got yeah. double Newcastle in my team and I'm trying to avoid them being rubbish defensively. But yeah, I 
I really wonder about Odegaard. And Chelsea Leeds is one of the upsets that could happen in the FA Cup. You don't think Arsenal attack will destroy Newcastle? This I think week? they probably will. But yeah. I'm sat here. They're going to destroy them. Yeah. yeah. Watch Arsenal tonight in the Champions League. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But yeah, like their fixtures are nice. They're flying at the moment. He's got yeah. 14 and 10 points in the last two. Like he just mops up bonus. He loves it. Yeah. I'm really, really, really tempted to go there. Martinelli over Odegaard? No, right? Nah. Yeah. Just, it's just those like, I mean, it hasn't been early subs because Trossard's been starting, but yeah, no. No. Okay. Nice. Especially with Europe, like Champions League. Yeah. Mm hmm. There will be, there probably will be a cup upset. It's just where it is. I hope so too. Forest United is another one. Yeah. Could easily, Forest yeah. could easily win that game. Yeah. Also, my fellow uh, Pong transfers, you know, there's still a chance we get that Wolves fixture in 29. So even if you bring in a Wolves player, yeah. our chip strategy is flexible. <laughs> let's, yeah. At least let's hope for that. Yeah. Um, cool. So what, again, just to sort of highlight that Arsenal are actually predicted to score the most goals this weekend at home to Newcastle. This is a fantastic graphic from Rob T FPL, one of my newfound favorite accounts on Twitter. And it basically Ooh. gives you clean sheet odds, predicted goals for the teams in the league this weekend. And Arsenal have the most, more than City and more than Wolves as well. So yeah, I think the there's a, I think the two point one five for Wolves. I think the two should be a three. It's a little bit of error there, right? Well, it's a yeah. terrible joke, Harry. I don't get it. I was just saying. Uh, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't get it. I was right. saying the two point one. The two is a joke. Okay, never mind. It's too low. It's too low. It's too yeah. low. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree it it's too live. It should yeah. be a five. Yeah, no, I do get it. Cool. So teams for next week. You have one transfer, I believe. I have one transfer. Uh, should we do the free hit? Oh, yeah. Let's do the free hit. So this was the free hit I put together. I went triple Wolves. I went triple United. So Saring goal. Dalo Moreno, ain't Nori. De Bruyne, Saka. I went Fernandez over Garnacho just because on a free hit I had the money. Huang in yep. midfield, Haaland, Watkins, Hoyland front three. The only thing I'd change is maybe more Arsenal, but I just like, would you want Odegaard or do you want Fernandez? Yeah. And then now De Bruyne. You might not go there, but that's going to be a sissy mid, right? That'll be a Foden, a Doku, a De Bruyne, depending on what happens at the weekend. I mean, I like it. I can't remember what my my version was. Uh, you just had Ode, you had Gabriel and you had Ode, uh, Martinelli, I think. Okay, okay. And Let then you see. had Tony as well. I would definitely own Hoyland. Yeah, yeah. I I think mine was a little bit more Arsenal focused, and I had Ederson in goal, which is yeah. wild. And then yeah, I had Tony. So 
Mm. So it's it's like a it's not a great free hit, you know. Do you not think? Like, I don't think we're losing. I think it looks too so much. Nice. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. But I guess it's opportunity cost, right? Like it might you might gain here, but lose tremendously in twenty nine. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think it's a good week to free hit, but I think the team looks good for this week. But it would do because you're on a free hit, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I had Foden instead of uh, KDB. Yeah. Cool. But anyways, good exercise to do um, to compare your team to what a optimal free hit team yeah. might be like. Any any blank or double game week, I think it's a very good exercise to do. Yeah. Cool. Bus teams. Yep. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, let me pull up my team. So I have uh, Ariola in goal, Saliba, Gabriel, Ake, Taylor, Foden, Jota, Saka, Darwin, Holland, Solanke. So one basically one free transfer. I think I have like three point something in the bank. 3.5-ish in the bank, so enough money. Uh, Darwin to walk-ins is obvious an obvious play. When I do it, I'm a little bit hesitant to pull it too early, just in case, right, some random injuries happen. But regardless, I think I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be focused on the price changes, and if I see a rise or fall, I'll probably make the move early, right? Yeah. So Darwin to walk-ins locked. And then it's what to do with Jota. And uh, if you're tuning in now, then go back 20 minutes ago and you'll know exactly who I'll be bringing in for Diego Jota. So that is the move for a minus four. And uh, we will see you in the top 10K. <laughs> I love it. Uh, a bus team is just a term that we use that you set up your team early in the week, ready for the next week in case you get hit by a bus. There you go. Is that a joke? No, it's actually why it's called Bus Team. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's sort of just oh. like, not like actually if you get hit by a bus, but like in case you miss the deadline or like that, but it was called Bus Team. Oh, it's like a... Because okay. the people who named it, I think it was the... Um, oh, I can't remember who named it now. Uh, but they were like, it's... Uh, yeah, in case you get hit by a bus. It's a term that came about from FPL. Yes. Or is it like a common phrase? Yeah, it's an phrase. FPL term. It's an FPL it's term. It's an FPL term. Okay. I was always cheating uh, podcast. I think who came up with it. They came up with it? I Shout so. out always cheating boys. Wow. I think so. Anyway. Interesting. So I rolled this week. Oh, you're joking with me, huh? No. You're being serious? Yeah, I rolled this week. So I got... No, to... no, the bus team thing. Oh, the bus team. No, I'm not joking with you. Oh, I didn't know. I seriously, guys, I didn't know. Yeah, that's. I didn't know. Yeah, what... always cheating. Yeah. Yeah, that's what oh, it's from. I see. Um. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So I I rolled my transfer this week. So I got two transfers. And I think I'll probably end up taking a minus four anyway. Because I don't yeah. want to play Charlie Taylor. And I'm gonna have to sell. I'm going to have to sell Trent anyway at some point. I'm going to have to sell Jota at some point. 
and Darwin's going to go to Slanky. So all three of them are going to go. So I may as well do it this week and not have to play Charlie Taylor. That's where I'm currently thinking. Darwin to Slanky. I feel like everyone is doing Darwin to Slanky or Darwin to Watkins, depending on who you sold. One of okay. those. Jota and Trent. I haven't decided. Jota to who? Come on, man. I think it'll, I think I'll go. I think I'll buy an Arsenal player in one of those two spots. I think it'll be Odegaard. Okay. Man. No. I think it'll be Odegaard, but that gives me Come five on, players in that game, which I don't like. Yeah. No Huang. I really like it, but I just look at Arsenal and think. So you are going the Saka Odegaard double up. I mean, I think that's fantastic too. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I look at it and think it's hard to ignore it. Okay, so if you go Odegaard, who would be the defender? Trent. Uh huh. I don't know yet. It could be Pau mm-hmm. Torres. It might be Eight Nori. Eight Nori, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I, I, you know, I go Eight Nori and Odegaard. I still have a bit of Wolves. Yeah. But he's not done that much. I do worry a little bit about it. like the data's fine, the positioning is really good, but the output hasn't been there. Um, so Odegaard or um, Huang? Because I'm. Do you think? Uh, do you think Huang, uh, Taylor is very iffy for minutes? Or no? What's the deal? I think with him? I think he'll probably start. I've asked a couple of uh-huh. Burnley fans. They think he should start. Like they've not been good, but Burnley, like Burnley, suck. Like yeah, they're so bad defensively. Crystal Palace at home under a new manager. Like, I don't see anything for Taylor in that game. Like, I see a one or a two-pointer. So, I'd rather just take a hit not to play him and do a transfer I'll probably do down the line anyway. Yeah. Let's talk about captaincy. But before we talk about captaincy, um, guys, thank you so much for joining today. Please do hit the like button and subscribe to the FF Scout channel. And... Uh, a lot of familiar faces in the chat. Really good to see everybody. I do want to shout out FPL Mo, Trophy FPL, who was a guest uh, a couple of weeks ago and a uh, very beloved guest. So shout out to you, uh, Mo. But thank you so much for joining. Uh, before we end with a and a I think we talk about captaincy. So where are you at with captaincy, my friend? I mean, it will be on Haaland. <laughs> I, I do like Watkins this week. Yeah. I and, do like Watkins too. Mm. And if Huang came in, he's a decent differential, but I'm no, just not no. going to not Captain Haaland. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I, I, As much as I hyped him up, I don't think I put captaincy on Huang. Yeah. So I think Haaland is the one. Mm. Yeah. I'm interested to know if anyone in the chat is thinking of doing something different. Maybe the points over the past couple are, you know, indicators that we should think about something else. But... It's not this okay, week. Okay, nice. It's not this week. It's in game week 20, whenever they play away at Liverpool. That's the week that we'll think about doing something different. Game week 28. The double, anyway, so we won't be capsing him. He'll be on Solanke anyway. Yeah. Cool. I feel like next week's going to be fun, man. Like, if it's going to be Salivar's son, I feel. What, next week? Yeah, our transfers next week. Oh, transfers, yeah. Yeah. 
It's worth looking at. Saka is playing Newcastle. That is tempting too. Yeah, Saka. Yeah, I still just have in my mind that Newcastle are not completely terrible, but they are. Yeah. Captaincy will be interesting next week. Haaland has United. Salah will go away to Forest. Son will have Crystal Palace at home. And Saka has Sheffield United away. Man, I really miss having uh, Salah in my team. Yeah, me too. That was painful to watch. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Any time for questions? I feel like we've done most of them. I mean, I have time, but... uh... Uh-huh. The only one that got asked that we probably need to talk about is Estupanan. Oh, yeah, good point. Neither yeah, of us I own him. That too. If you owned yeah, him... I think you have to sell. Would you sell before this week? It's got I mean, Everton at home. D- does anybody know if he's guaranteed to start? Well, he's, yeah, he's not guaranteed, no. Yeah, exactly. It's but, a sell. Yeah. But if it's for a hit... I mean, when then when else are you going to sell him? Just take the hit now and hopefully you have more time to make up for it, right? Yeah. I mean, they do play Everton, Fulham, Nottingham. Oh, damn. Yeah, the fixtures are good, though. But then they've got, they've, they've got Europe as well. Yeah, that's got to be rough, man. Because he was a genuine option when he came back from injury. He was so good. Right? And then he had that goal, like Hall, Hall, right? I am back, right? That's what he said. And then I'd, I'd I'm keep back. Him. Yeah, I'd yeah. play him this week. I okay. wouldn't sell him for then, a hit. If you have a spare free transfer, then maybe. But I wouldn't sell him for a hit. Yeah. They just won five nil. Why would he start? I mean, they did win five nil against a Sheffield United team who got a red card for probably the worst tackle I've seen in years it's awful have you seen it i mean like let's say it's for like you're replacing him for an arsenal second arsenal defender for example yeah then maybe that's the move right yeah yes true like for a season keeper essentially yeah yeah it's it's such a tough tough one if he starts you think if he starts he's a definite hold but if he's benched then you think obviously he wasn't nailed it's so tough yeah I'd probably keep him. I'd sell him for free, but not for a hit. I think it's probably where I'm at. But I'd not agree. I think I would... Uh, you sell him for a hit. I think I would Kate, go lean towards selling him. Mm. Yeah. It's just a fixture. Looks okay. Good. Anyway. I think all, all the other questions we answered. Yeah. Cool. Maybe yeah, Marcus def- makes a very good point. Purvis gets one more week for me. Mm. Maybe that's the play. It's just the blank. Like, even if he doesn't start like he still should come on but yeah yeah cool okay guys thank you so much really appreciate everyone joining today yeah thank you all very much uh good luck in the final game let's hope for a 3-0 luton win tonight that's what we're all after for fpl teams <laughs> uh and a doughty to get a handful of assists as well while we're there perfect yeah and appreciate it and good luck in the blank next week and we'll see you all again next week Thanks, everyone.